The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good morning to everyone out there. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning. I am Chris Creston. This is Your Life, Your Money, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Kelvin is standing by and ready to go. I'll give you his contact information throughout the show, but might as well get started with it because you know you're going to want to reach out to him and talk to him at some point. Hold on to this information. If you have an advisor and you need a second opinion, if you don't have an advisor, he's a pretty good guy to talk to. He's one of the top financial financial advisors in the country. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's Ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call him anytime, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Uh, Kelvin, happy Sunday morning. How you doing? Yeah, good. Same to you. Uh, good, actually. Kind of cold today, but yeah. Cold, but uh, you know where I am downtown Toronto. The sun is up, and that's a nice change yeah, for a, yeah. from what we've expected for <laughs> the last uh, at least week. It seemed a little gray and dreary, but uh, I know, here huh? we are. <laughs> Seems like every Monday there's a big snowstorm. Eh? Last Monday, the fall, the Monday before that, but mm-hmm. oh well. Yeah, so far it's been nice. The weather's been good with us so far. So. Yeah, and it, it it all works out as long as you planned. I, I'm not driving very much, but I've got snow tires on my car, right. so I'm ready for it. If there is a yeah. snowstorm and I need to go out and drive somewhere, I'm yeah. I'm ready to rock. And that's a, that's part of your number. It's a <laughs> plan are the last four digits that's seven right. five two six. <laughs> yeah, so Kelvin. Right. You know, we, we talk a lot about, obviously, this year has been different. This year has been had a lot of ups and downs and crazy stuff going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, from a, just sort of a perspective of, you know, tuning into the news every day, as much as even in the talk radio world, you know, I, I try when I'm producing Kelly's show to try and focus as much on solutions as we do on problems, but it can feel really negative when you're tuning in to the news on a daily basis and you feel like things are not doing very well and, you know, something happened in March and we've never gotten over it. But for a lot of, in a lot of ways in our money life, things have sort of been okay if you've been investing properly. Yeah, it's, you know, it's unbelievable what has happened. I mean, it seemed from March 23rd till now seems been like seems like a long day. Like the day hasn't ended yet, right? Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. You know the uh, it's like wake me up when March is over. I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday, and we couldn't decide whether it felt like the pandemic started you know yesterday or like 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, really, doesn't it seem like that? <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. And money, it's very interesting about money. So I thought this show will talk about what happens to, we, we always hear these um, acronyms and stuff in the, in the news, Dow Jones, TSX, S&P, all these things. And I don't know if people really realize how it relates to our RSPs and our TFSAs and our pensions and our LIRAs and all those kind of stuff. And sometimes we take it as a number. So I thought I'd put a perspective on what it is. So I thought if I focus on the Dow, that seems to be the big one where we all either really, really nervous or really, really happy. Um, I think it's important because a lot of people, even people who have money actively invested, 
aren't really sure what all these things are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're coming to the end of the year um, and heading into the new year. If we prepare and we understand the markets and what happens and what we're investing in, I think when we look back in five years from now, we're, and we do it properly, we're going to be so happy that we did what we did. So people that are listening, you know, I always say, use this COVID as your advantage to reposition your money life to take advantage of the next three to five to 10 years. So the Dow Jones, interestingly, is it's a measure of 30, the 30 biggest blue chip companies in the U.S. So, you know, it's companies like 3M, Amex, Disney, McDonald's, Apple, you know, those kind of companies, right? It was started in 19, in no, 19, 1896. So wow. 124 years ago, it started. So I bet, you know, if we looked at what the, you know, the companies index in the Dow Jones in the 1800s, they may not look the same as what they are today. Well, interestingly enough, it's funny, you know, I'll give you some numbers. So I'm a stat guy, right? Like a numbers guy. So in 1906, um, the Dow Jones was a hundred. It took 66 years to go from a hundred to a thousand. Imagine 66 years. And that was 19. That's a lifetime. Yeah. That was 1972. (laughs) From it took 23 years to go from a thousand to 5,000. So that was 1972 to 1995. And that's where I've been doing this for about 27, 28 years. And that 1994, 95 is when the majority of people started putting money into mutual funds. Because we came out of the 80s with the recession when interest rates were really high. Then we went into the 90s and the housing markets collapsed and interest rates went down. So people couldn't put their money in GICs because they earned a 2 3% return. And that's when the big the mutual funds really started for the average guy like us. Like your, your grandparents' savings account wasn't earning you 20% interest anymore or more. Right. So yeah. now all of a sudden you needed to do something different in order to earn money for yourself and create your own wealth. Yeah, and, and I don't know if people listening could remember uh, mortgages were like 21% back then. So if a mortgage is 21%, you're getting about a 17% return on your GIC. So everything flipped around in the 90s, and we're still there now, right? So then I looked at, uh, so it took 23 years to go to 5,000. From 5,000 to 10,000, it took uh, four years. So from 1995 to 1999, which is incredible when you think about it. Then I looked at from 10,000 to 15,000, 1999 to 2013, it took 14 years. And it took four years to go from 15,000 to 20,000. It took one year to go from 20,000 to 25,000. And it took two years to go from 25,000 to 30,000 where we are today. So what does that tell us? It tells us to invest your money, stay mm-hmm. invested, don't listen to the news, and one day you'll be really wealthy. And there's different milestones that the, that the markets hit as we, you know, as we move on. It's really interesting to see that 
money could be made, you know, for, for as much as, you know, we complain about how hard times are today, mm-hmm. I, you know, whether or not you know, millennials have it worse off than their parents did, money invested can be actually doubled or, or tripled a lot faster than it could have been in the past. Well, it's funny that you say that, right? Because uh, March 23rd uh, was the worst day we've had in the stock market, March 23rd this year. It went mm-hmm. from 29,000 to 18,000, a 2,000 point drop. It was devastating. I remember we did a show um, about the pandemic yeah. and stuff back then. And interestingly enough, if you put in your money that day, which many people didn't because nobody was sure, mm-hmm. and you left your money alone, do you know that you'd earn about a, you'd earn a 65% return on your money had you had wow. you invested money that day till today? And, and that, hey, we're still in the same year. <laughs> yeah. So in March we had the worst day ever, March 18, and then March 20, uh, March 23rd, and then March 30th we had the best day ever. So all within five days we had the worst and the best. So what it tells us is to stay invested, Re- realign your portfolio, mm-hmm. and be ready for the next wave. Even though we're in the second wave of the pandemic, the markets mm-hmm. are doing very well. And it's interesting to think there was sort of a moment of time within that five days to capitalize on the losses that were out there. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, most people are probably not brave enough and probably don't have the capital available just sitting around in a piggy bank to decide on that day when the markets go down, I'm going to throw all my money in, into the market to all of a sudden buoy it. But if you were already invested and you stayed invested, you did okay. Right. Yeah, and many clients, um, you know, when I was calling everybody in April, um, many clients put money in. They didn't have the money. They borrowed money because interest rates are so, are so low. So, and it holds true for today. I mean, rates are so low. Rates not going anywhere in the next five years, I would think. Um, so, you know, now's a great time to get some money in the markets, borrow some if you have to. It's not for everyone, but if you have the net worth and so on, go ahead and do it because... History tells us where we're heading. You know, when they looked at the last 100 years with the swine flu, you know, 100 years ago that started, um, then we had the Great Depression in 1929. We had great recessions in the 80s. And when these things, when these world events happen, the markets don't just come back, you know, they roar back. And that's what's happening now. We're finding things are, and there's an, it seems like there's an evolution, there's a shift on how we invest money and what we do. So we're really, we're in exciting times as far as money goes. So don't, people shouldn't be fearful. And then maybe after the break, we'll talk, we'll do some comparison about investing money versus buying a house, things that people always say and talk about. Terrific. Awesome. And that's coming up with Kelvin, the money guy. We'll continue talking about this recovery and talking about that difference. I'm interested to find out what you think about investing money versus buying a house. That's coming up on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is the website for The Money Guy. Kelvin Ramperset, The Money Guy. AskKelvin.ca, K-E-L-V-I-N is how you spell that. And 416-457-7526, that's the number to get a hold of Kelvin off the air. 416 416- Four five seven plan. Hold on to it. You may not have a, a question or an issue to deal with right now and today, but hold on to that number because eventually you're going to want to talk to Kelvin, the money guy, bounce some of your uh, situations off him, bounce some of your money issues off of him. I do want to ask you, Kelvin, before I forget, you know, I was thinking about, you know, right now, the situation that we're in, we're talking about sort of comparative things in the past. We've been talking about the Dow Jones and some benchmarks in the stock market. And one of the things that I've sort of, and maybe naively, but maybe you can reiterate and sort of uh, back me up, and maybe you won't, maybe you'll tell me I'm full (laughs) of it. But one thing that I've said to my friends, uh, you know, in moments of depression through this is the thing that keeps me going is knowing that right after the Spanish flu pandemic came the roaring 20s came mm-hmm. you know the time that we know and we think of for um, prosperity consumption wealth growth and so yeah. much that uh, you know improved the lives of people in North America and the Western world leading up and then to the depression but that that came that came down the road. Yeah, and and it's funny you say that because uh, if you read the book, The Roaring Twenties, it it does tell us that everything changed. Life as people back then knew it changed. The way they dressed, music, everything changed. You know, you washed your hands. Everything was just like we are going through today. It's like we went back in time. We went back to the future kind of thing. You know, (laughs) it's it's funny. Get in your DeLorean, Doc Brown. (laughs) (laughs) This will change. This pandemic will change everything that we've done and some for the better some for the worse but i think as far as money goes it's almost as though we're in a fourth industrial revolution and the fourth industrial revolution is really ai a lot of artificial intelligence is going to drive us it's going to drive the stock market it's going to drive the way we we make investments the way that we live our lives the way we drive our cars so the future is bright for all of us but and when you look at yeah go on go ahead. i was going to say when you look at you know I, I was sort of giving a bit of a warning about the great depression as well but we know so much more about and governments and policies know so much more about how to get out of a recession versus yeah. the way they did in the 20s and leading up even more into our own lifetimes well well think about the 70s you probably don't remember but if you ask your mom and dad they'll tell you that uh the government that in that time in the 70s, what they did was to fight inflation, they raised interest rates. Well, 20, 40 years later, they found out was they did the wrong thing. They should have lowered interest rates, just like they're doing today. So we've learned a lot of things. So anything bad that happens, we've learned how to deal with it. I mean, look at when the terrorists attack with the airplanes, we changed the way we traveled. Things changed. We didn't like it in the beginning, but we adapted to it. Now with the pandemic, it's changed the way we didn't. I never liked to wear a mask when it first happened. I thought, ah, this is going to blow over, right? Well, sure enough, you know, you're you're the odd man out if you don't wear a mask. And back then, yeah, it started. Yeah, it was really silly. So things change, 
And we have to change as human beings. We have to change the way we live. We have to change the way we invest our money. I really worry about the money, you know, so... That's something that, you know, we've got you on our side to help us talk through some of the money issues. I want to get to some of the uh, calls that are on the air or on hold right now, and I want to get them on the air so you don't have to wait on hold for too long. So before we get into our next points, let's uh, take Brian in Mississauga. Thank you so much for giving us a ring here today, Brian. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Thanks for calling. Brian, what's your question for Kelvin? I'm a longtime client of Kelvin's, actually, and my question was, back 25 years ago when we first bought our mortgage, or got a mortgage, Kelvin re- uh, recommended that we get, like, a term life insurance instead of mortgage insurance. Right. And now, here 25 years later, I'm older, uh, I want to renew the mortgage, and I'm wondering if that's still the same, because the cost of the life insurance has gone way, way up now, so I'm just wondering what his thoughts are. Hey, Brian, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? So can you tell them, yeah, you've been a client of mine for 25 years, right? Or more, I think. Uh, probably more, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so life, yeah, life insurance, again, it's an individual thing. Do I buy one that lasts me till age 100? Do I buy a term insurance? Typically, when you're younger, um, when you're just starting out in life like you did, you and Robin did, um, yeah, you, you only have so much money to spend, so it's better to have something than nothing. And that's why we went ahead and bought the term insurance. Nowadays, uh, again, depending on, on, on income and so on, uh, so it's an individual decision to make based on yourself and your spouse. So your case was different than my case and Chris's case and all that, that kind of stuff. I don't know if that answers your question, but... Yeah, I think it does. I, I guess the uh, the key is the term, I guess, we bought when we yeah. were... Uh, yeah. All right. You oh, have, you. Hey, Brian, Brian, yep. before you go, can you just say in one sentence your experience being a client mind for all those years? And don't say anything bad. <laughs> I'd have to dig to say something bad, Kelvin. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, uh, you know, we've been very happy for, for years. We've done well. You know, we've had a lot of changes. We've had three kids. We've had uh, university. We had a horse for a little while. I mean, all sorts of things, uh, you know, yeah. came along. And I guess that's uh, part of the reason we're still we're renewing a mortgage instead of finally having it paid off. But, uh, you know, well, things happen. Well, life happens, right? Life happens along right. the way. And, and you've experienced so many ups and downs in the markets, you know, and things have worked out well, so. Yeah, we're doing okay now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm glad you called in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Brian. Appreciate it. And that, nice to hear from a, a happy client there. You know? Yeah. And you know, like you said, there's ups and downs. And like he was saying, there's ups and downs. But uh, you know, you, you you find a plan and you find a way to make it all work. Yeah, because I only know what I know. And, and Brian and his wife, Robin, I mean, we've been through so many ups and downs with the markets. And sometimes they were really, really mad. Sometimes we're really, really happy, and over all those years, things have worked out well. So, good. You know, I've got uh, John in Wasega Beach standing by as well. John, what's your question for Kelvin? Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning, Kelvin. Uh, good morning. A couple of hey, days thanks for calling. Ago, you're welcome. Uh, a couple of days ago, I saw a video uh, where Christian Freeland was speaking, and she 
referred to the fact that the government has realized that a lot of Canadians are saving money because they're not going anywhere. And she referred mm-hmm. to these savings as preloaded stimulus. And back of my neck, I'm thinking that looking at people's bank accounts and this money that people are, are saving, and with the eye maybe figuring out a way to get access to it. And in this video I saw, she said, I'd be happy to hear from Canadians how we can utilize this preloaded stimulus. And I was just wondering, Calvin, if you had any suggestions. I'm one of these people that have a little bit um, because I haven't spent much in the past year. Um, it, it's less than less than $20,000. It's not a lot of money. But I'm wondering if you had any strategies or suggestions if I wanted to take that money out of the bank account where I have it and just keep it secure uh, elsewhere, like bullion or precious metals or anything else like that, what what might you say? Yeah, so thanks for the question. There's Actually, there's $143 million sitting around in Canadians in our bank account. So you're right, people are hoarding money. Money is meant not to hoard, but to spend. That's what keeps the economy going. In your in your case, um, to answer that question, it's kind of a hard question to answer because um, you got to look at: Do you have any debt? Do you have to look at no. the credit card debt, no. like that? There's no debt. So, no. so the money that you have, again, it depends on your time horizon for your money. Is it more than three to five years? If so, look at some proper investments, either like you said, in gold or whatever you whatever you risk it. Assess your risk first before you do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not risk adverse. What, what's your opinion on precious metals right now versus RSPs or the stock market? Are prices um, exorbitantly high and it would be foolish to buy right now? Or are they reasonable considering the conditions? Or yeah, in my opinion, I've never been a big uh, you know buy gold and silver and hang on to it. And and I, and I think from what I've seen, it, it's. Um, it is, you know, it's hard for me to answer because I don't want to say it's high or low because I really don't know. I really don't know that. that yeah. The market. Um, you know, it's very. It's the next three to five years, from what we've seen, we're going to do very well in the in the stock markets. The global markets should do really well because Biden has won the election. Canada should do okay. The U.S. will do what they've done. So I would say look for a good balance fund that holds gold and silver and, and Amazon and Walmart, all that kind of stuff, and leave it alone. But your time horizon is the question you have to answer. Call me, call me, uh, call me next week. We'll have an in-depth conversation if you wish. I, I may do that, Kelvin. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for calling. You know, I think that that is interesting. And you know, I always lean on this. People think about something like whether it is gold or silver or whether it's mm-hmm. you know, um, automated vehicles or whether it's cannabis. People like think, get excited about a certain market yeah. and want to put their money yeah. in it. And I think yeah. that's good advice to you know, find something that has those things you're interested in mm-hmm. in it. And also some other you know things that are blue chip stocks, like you mentioned, things that are going I- to do well. And one of the things I find over all these years is, um, is what is your risk tolerance, you know? And when mm-hmm. do you need that money? Right. So the, and that will answer your questions. I mean, as we head forward, we're in, there's all kinds of recovery. I don't know if you listen to the news, but, the, you know, there's a K recovery. There's a V recovery, a U, a W, a L. Where are we? Which one are we? We don't know. So it all depends on you. After all these years of doing what I do here, what I found is that your time horizon for your money um, and where you belong in that risk level 
will dictate how well you're going to do. If you, like I said in the beginning of the show, if you took your money and invested it March 23rd and left it alone till today, you make a 65% return on your money because the markets went from 18000 to 30000 So what does that tell us? It tells us to reposition our money. Don't be fearful of the markets. And after the break, we'll get into the discussion about the house and markets, stock market. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm looking forward to that conversation a little bit more because I'm a guy who's you know in in the real estate market and in condo thinking about yeah. getting into a house. I've got some money invested in the market as well, and just sit, sitting around trying to decide what I'm going to do with some of the right. savings that I do have parked. You know, just like what our caller was asking about, and what I'm going to do with that money and, and uh, what it, whatever it was called, preloaded stimulus. It's my money. How am I going to use it to stimulate my own life and my, my own well-being? Uh, we'll we're, talk about that as well. You can always give Kelvin a call off the air. I'll throw out that number on the other side of the break. But don't forget about his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to continue with Your Life, Your Money on Global News. Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin the Money Guy, 416-457-7526. That's the number to get a hold of Kelvin off the air, 416-457-PLAN. So to our caller, John, who we talked to in Wasega Beach in the last segment, please feel free to reach out to Kelvin off the air at 416-457-7526. John had a question about uh, stimulus, about all the money that we have sitting in our bank accounts right now because so many Canadians who have been able to work and have been lucky enough to be able to work through the pandemic have you know, been earning their money and are not spending it. They're not going on the vacations. They're not going out for dinner. And even if they're ordering in more, maybe it's not going to cost them as much. They're not, they're, they've got a lot of money sitting around. And I think that that's what the finance minister was talking about when she mentioned preloaded stimulus. And, you know, the uh, favorite quote that I have from grade 12 economics, um, I think I picked this up in great. I may have picked it up somewhere else, but uh, I think it was F.A. Hayek who said that the 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 task of economists is to teach men how little they understand about what they imagine they can design, and that's what the government's trying to do: is trying to design an economy, is trying to tweak and pull the strings. To you know, right now we don't have a big desire to spend. What are they going to do in the next number of months to try to unlock that money that's in our bank accounts? And what are we going to do with it? Are we going to renovate our houses? Are we going to buy new cars? Are we going to go on vacation? How are they going to keep that money in Canada? Because as soon as the borders are open, I'm thinking people are running for islands and beaches and (laughs) all that. And a lot of people have money sitting around. In my case, uh, I've got some money saved and I'm thinking, well, I'm in this condo now, but I'm getting to that next next stage in my life where I'm going to want a backyard and a front door and a driveway to shovel because I'm a sadist or something. Uh, (laughs) But that's something that I think a lot of people think about, and especially in the GTA and in this housing market, you've got to have a lot of money sitting around if you want to buy a house. 
Well, like I say, there's 143 million sitting around in people's bank accounts. In the U.S., um, you know, there's $908 billion in stimulus coming. That tells us that if you spend all that money in the stock markets, the markets are going to roar. They're going to do very well. So people need to get ready for the next three to five years to double their money. I would say triple their money in the next 10 years, 15 years. So if you're in your 40s today, 50s, it actually doesn't matter what age you're in, get your money well diversified and get ready for the uptick. Interest rates are low. Get rid of, you know, try and get rid of your debt and things like that or manage your debt actually properly. And if you sit down with your advisor and have some plan of attack for the next few years or the coming year, you'll be good. You'll be 2021 will be a great year. So get ready for the good things that are going to happen. We've gone through this bad year. The life balances itself, right? Good and bad, yin and yang, that kind of stuff. So we'll go into good. So when I was looking at the stock market, I thought to myself, the biggest comment I get is, man, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to buy three houses because look at the prices of houses, how they've gone up. Right. right? So I got to thinking in 2003, no, in 1995, that's when the stock markets hit 5,000, right? A house price, the average house price in Mississauga was $203,000. And back then, you had to put down 25%. Today, it's like 5% or something. It, if you held on to that house from 1995 till today, 2020, the average price of a house in Mississauga is $895. Average, right? An average price. So if you sold it today, you would have made $692,000, which is about a 13.6% return you have made on your money. Had you took the $50,000 down payment and invested it in the Dow Jones, okay, not, not the global markets and TSX, in the Dow Jones, and left the money alone from 1995 till 2020, what do you think that reward, Chris? Any idea? Somewhere comparable to the to the house. Is it <laughs> some, something no. somewhat comparable? No. no. You were $4.8 million. Wow. Do the math. Math don't lie, right? So that's a, that's yeah, seriously. a 20% return on your money every single year. Now, within that 1995 till, till 2020, what happened? We had a dot-com uh, bust in the market, 2000. We had the terrorist attack in 2001. We had the um, 2004, we had when we went to war. We had uh, 2000, our latest memories, 2008, 2009, when we had the global recession. And lately, the COVID crash. So after all those things that happened, we still made money in the markets. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't all of us, you know, made all that money? It's because our emotions got in the way. Because when the markets crash, we pull our money out. Right. You know, if your house price goes down to, if your house price goes from a million dollars to $700,000, what would you do? Nothing. You're not going to pull out. You're not picking up and moving at that point. No, that's probably the time that you're not going to move, right? Because you're thinking, no, I'm going to hold on until I get some of this value and equity back. Right. But if you if you got your statement with your mutual funds or your investment and a million dollars went to seven hundred thousand, well what are you doing? 
you're calling me or you're calling your broker or your advisor and sell, get me out of this. I'm not going to make any money. And those are the things that happen. So what drives us is emotions when we, you know, greed and fear is actually what makes us lose this money. So I'm not saying not to buy a house because that's what we do. We're embedded to buy a house because we need somewhere to live. So I went back to 2010 because our memories are so short. We don't go back mm-hmm. to 1995. So I went to 2010 and I said, if you bought a house in Mississauga, what's the average price? 615000 And again, today it's 895000 If you put down 10% back then, because that's what they changed it to, that's the minimum I think back then you put down on a house. So that's 61000 Had you invested the $61,000 in the Dow Jones and you sold it today, you'd get 380000 had you took the money, had you sold the house today, your profit would be 280000 So still, it was better to invest the money in the Dow Jones than buying a house. However, had you taken the money and invested it in the TSX, in our Canadian market, you were better off to buy the house than invest it in the, in the TSX. So that's why when you invest your money, you want to take a balanced approach. Buy a little bit of this, a little bit of that adhere to your risk and move on so maybe after the break we'll get into a little bit more about this about what we do interesting stuff and i know i've got a caller waiting on hold who has a question about uh something related to this as well coming up on the other side of the break as well so let's take this break we'll continue this conversation about uh, uh, what you should be doing with your money that's the biggest part about how can i explain what we talk about on this show what you should do with your money to make your life better that's your life your money with kelvin the money guy you can give us a call off the air at 416-457-7526 that's 416 416- Four five seven plan. Like I said, we've got a, a caller waiting. Michael, please hold on. We'll get you coming up on the other side. AskKelvin.ca is the website. Ask K E L V I N dot C A. More of your life, your money. Continuing here on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And thank you for making us part of your morning. Really appreciate it. This is Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. And we've been talking about uh, stock market investing your money in the stock market. Some of the comparisons we've been making has been uh, with real estate. And we've got a question sort of related to that. And I know Michael's been waiting on hold patiently. So Michael and Whitby, thank you so much for giving us a call. What is your question for Kelvin? Well, my question is actually, he may have answered it already in regards to investing in the housing as opposed to the stock market. And I basically, I think what he said was uh, that the stock market appears to be the better bet. Now, unless I am wrong, um, you can correct me on that, but I think that's what he said. So anyway, my situation is uh, I'm 60 years old and I have uh, sold my my home and I now have uh, uh, my money invested in the stock market. Uh, I'm very happy with my investment guy. Uh, he's told me the other day that we made 20% over the course of the year, so I presume that's extremely good and I should be satisfied with that. Um, 
I'm wondering now, as a 60-year-old who smoked for 50 years, um, if I listen to the science, I'm probably only going to live to about 75. <laughs> so I'm wondering, what is what risk level should I be at in regards to my investments? Yeah, so 20% is a huge return. That's you know it's abnormal, but this was an abnormal year. Um, Michael, the money that you have, uh, you sold your house. First thing, first thing, first. That that money. Do you have kids? No, I don't. Okay. But um, I do expect my my concern is you know I'm going to have a stroke one day, <laughs> and I don't have anybody to take care of me, so I'm going to have to go into some long term care center, and I've been looking at them, and they're like five and six grand oh, a month. I know, I know. I have a bunch of clients that are actually at that age and moving into uh, homes, and yeah, you're right. They're five six thousand dollars a month so cost quite a bit of money first things first when you when you have that large sum of money the very first thing it should do and you probably already did this already with your advisor is put it into a segregated fund so you, you so what happens is you get a bunch of things like you get you know your principal protected you get uh the tax treatments better um things like that you still invest it the way you have but put it in a seg fund and then what you do is you kind of and you probably already did this, I would imagine, if you're dealing with an advisor, is your money is probably, um, you're 60, so probably 50% of your money is in maybe some fixed income and some bonds, and the other 50% is in the equities, like global markets, U.S. and Canadian. So if you have it sitting like that, you probably have nothing to worry about. So well, two I don't have any can... bonds. Uh, he's not a bond guy. He's not an oil guy. He's not a gold guy. Yeah. Me, me neither. But I mean, if you look at your, if you if you look at your portfolio and see what's inside of it, you probably hold a bunch of those things. If you're buying a mutual, I don't know what you're buying, but look at the investment and make sure first of all it's a segregated fund because you have principal protection there. Okay. And secondly, the tax treatment is a lot better than a regular bond fund or whatever fund you may buy. So look at those two things. And again, make sure that in your portfolio, you hold global, U.S., and Canadian, and maybe overweight global markets. You're 60, so you're young. I mean, you're, you know, so, so you should take a little bit of risk, like 50-50, and you'll be fine. If ever you want a second opinion, give me a call. But if you're earning 20, you're doing well, and you can answer yes to those two questions, then you're doing fine. All right. One last question, Kelvin. Um, what is the average rate of return that most people receive on their money? So I would say, had you been a client of mine for 25 years, your average return is about 8.2%. I think you're getting 6, 7 um, and not taking a lot of risk. You're good. You're beating inflation. Uh, 6, 7, you're doubling your money every 10, 12 years. Um, so I would say expectation is about that, six, seven. I see. When you use a financial advisor, which you are using, you should get about a 3% return higher. So All 30%, right. like you said, for this year, it's, uh, it's a, 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 that, you never make that kind of money consistently. Um, yeah, I realize that. And that's one of my big concerns is it scares me how I watch the stock market, particularly this year, <laughs> how, you know, what I'm thinking is a decent nest egg. Well, a year from now with life, with the way the world is, that, you know, that could drop dramatically. So I'm wondering, yeah. you know, is there a safety net anywhere? Well, that's why I'm saying 
put your money into a segregated fund and leave it there. You get your principal. Whatever you started with, you, you protect it. And then within the portfolio, make your choices. And more importantly, every three months, speak to the advisor. All right. If you did that consistently, you're, good, you're golden. Okay, Calvin, I'll make some room for some other callers. Thank you very much for the time. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate you calling. Best of luck and uh, stay with us. I know you, you, you're, you're doing well, so uh, I, I like to keep our listeners alive. So maybe cut down on the smokes a little bit, and I think we'll, we'll be okay. I don't want to tell you what to do, but uh, thank you so much for calling. We only have a couple minutes left, Calvin, so let's uh, oh, talk a little bit, uh, reiterate what you've been talking about, and uh, maybe some final I thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I say we're in really exciting times. I mean, we've been through an incredible year, personally, stock market-wise, everything. And I think if we re-look at our portfolios, rebalance it, and get ready for the next wave of technology, um, things like that that's going to happen to us automatically, your money will do really well. I, I, this is opportunity knocking. People are going to look back in three to five years and being a little should have, could have, I should have done this, I could have done that. So like I say, live your money life, live your life forward, and live your money life backwards. Figure out when you're going to retire, what's your risk level, how much money do you need? And if you did that and you work backwards, I'm telling you, you will never worry about things. Just worry about your health, don't worry about money, you'll be fine. Terrific. Good advice. Thank you, Kelvin, for making this another the show went by so fast. Another great installment of your life, your money. And we'll talk to you again soon. 416-457-7526 is the number to get a hold of Kelvin off the air. 416-457-PLAN. That's 416-457-7526. AskKelvin.ca is the website. You can listen to past shows there and you can get in touch with them as well. Ask K-E-L. V-I-N dot C-A. Thank you so much for making your life, your money, part of your day-to-day. And stay tuned to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.